Hello and welcome along to Nicaragua, a podcast that I've been meaning to do for many years because I'm a big fan of Nicaragua and I've been here a few times. But finally, here it is. Um, sorry I haven't done a podcast recently. Obviously, I love travel and, uh, well, you know, that shit happens. But um, let's not dwell on that because, frankly, it's the world's most boring virus. I think I'm more likely to die of boredom talking about it than I am the actual virus. Not to say I'm a weird anti-vaxxer, by the way, in case I get weird emails about that. Just saying, COVID talk, bit dull. So, let's move on. I'm in San Juan del Sur. It's a little surf town in Nicaragua, near the border with Costa Rica. Uh, Nicaragua is the second poorest country in all of the Americas, and um, I think we talk about this in the podcast that's coming up. Um, It is very poor in GDP... But it's rich in everything else. Definitely one of my favourite countries in the world. It is spectacular. You've got your beaches, you've got your mountains, volcanoes. They speak a few languages. You've got coffee and banana and tobacco plantations and the loveliest, happiest people you could ever hope to meet. Nicaragua is amazing. In fact, I loved it so much, years ago, I built a house here. And... I've been back many times since. And I've never told you that, but hopefully that comes up in this podcast. Uh, This podcast was recorded in December 2021. It's me and my good pal Pete hanging out in my house in Nicaragua for the very last time. Because uh, although I love the country, it's uh, quite inconvenient having a house in Nicaragua sometimes. So I'm selling it. But uh, yeah, this is me and my pal Pete hanging out in my house in Nicaragua for the very last time. Uh, Let's see uh, what we chat about, really. We're sitting out on the balcony. It's 25 degrees in the evening darkness, looking down on the beach from a hill and having a few beers. Spectacular. And this is what happened. Let's see where this goes. What's the date today? Today is December the 1st. Uh, What year? 2021. And where are we? Good evening. <laughs> Sorry, man. I've, I've ruined your uh, your traditional podcast opening. I've assumed the uh, the role of the interviewer. That's but maybe I don't know. I, I, you know, perhaps it's uh, Nicholas You never Although know. I'm on your platform, aren't I? I'm on your I'm on your um, demographic, your listenership. I don't think I have a demographic. Right, let's get down to business. Good evening and welcome. This is a podcast, as you would expect through your podcast app and it would be really weird if like someone wedged a cheese sandwich into your ear <laughs> so i'm in nicaragua and i'm with my mate pete and it's december the first although you wouldn't really feel it because it's about 25 degrees you may hear the distant call of the cicadas and the occasional swig of beverages beer in this case tonya to be specific specific <laughs> to be specific that was a great entry for me wasn't it <laughs> i'm really nailed that that's pete he's my <laughs> resident alcoholic and he'll be slurring his way through the podcast <laughs> uh tonya is the beer of nicaragua and it's um it has a actually i've never told you this but the reason t-o-n-a is pronounced tonya it has a cedilla over the, the end is that a hat on the end yeah it's the hat cedilla. yeah as that changes the n the n to ny. Exactly from n to ny. Okay, okay. Yeah, Hispania. So as I said, they're over the n. Pete is from Angleterre, and he's with me, sat on a balcony in a house in Nicaragua. Full disclosure: I've never told you this, dear listener. Um, I used to have a house in Nicaragua. I'm in it, and I'm about to not have it. 
I'm selling it, which is why I'm here. Um, very small, very humble, and don't want to Oh, be... but beautiful, though, Vin. Don't undersell it, mate. It's a, what, what a spot this is. We are, as you can maybe hear, is the Kit Cudders. The Kit Cudders? <laughs> kit Cudders? Cicadas. Cicadas. Cicadas in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an ideal spot to sit and stare for a little while. It's very nice. I've had a tenant in here for a few years, and um, it's been a disaster, by the way. I really wouldn't ever advise building, buying, owning, renting a house unless you are somewhere near it. Oh, uh, a little note on this. I feel like it would be unfair if I didn't add this comment. So sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I said there, having a house in Nika has been a pain in the arse. And I just want to quantify that that actually is really not true. The last couple of years, the house has been a pain in the absolute massive pain in the arse. Um, COVID stopped me flying into Nika to my house and I had a really irresponsible tenant, bit of a twat, that recently, uh, I'm pleased to say, has left the house, but he trashed the place and he cost me a lot of money. So recently, it feels like it's been a bad idea. But in the five years before COVID and before I had that dodgy tenant, I had many holidays using my house as a base and exploring Nicaragua. Um, Plus, I had the opportunity to build the place, which taught me loads about building houses, which I never knew. Um, Not to say that I built it, but, you know, I still learnt a lot along the way, hiring people and getting stuff done. Um, And, of course, I've met a huge range of characters, expats that are living in San Juan del Sur and, uh, of course, Nicaraguans. So, to clarify, recently it has been a pain in the arse, but when I lived in Canada, I built my Nicaraguan paradise house and it was a, a heavenly escape from the cold and fairly easy to get to. So in the early years, it was an excellent idea. Right, don't want to sound like a miserable bastard. Now, back to it. It is nice to come here now because I had to do some paperwork and sell it and um, say goodbye to it. And the really beautiful thing about this trip and probably the more important thing about this trip is that I've been here many times, although I've never done a podcast from here. No, I've never done it. Oh, wow. I know, it's weird, eh? Um, uh, but Pete's never been here. Wow, man, I've barely been out of Europe, you know. That's yeah. not entirely true. But this is certainly the uh, first time I've been, I've been to a place like this. You have been to Japan and America you know, and yeah, Iceland. Iceland, I've done bits and bobs. But Australia. I've never, I've never been to a place uh, like this, jungle vibes, people living. Well, let's make it easier. Is it fair to say you've never been to a developing country? I think that would be true. Yeah, yeah I, think I think that's the yeah. key the key factor. Well, I, was, I was sort of scrabbling around for the, uh, the the word there, but that's probably exactly spot on. Yeah. So Pete used to be in a band, and there's not a lot of call for touring Western bands in, you know... The market for, for Kings of Leon Sex on Fire is relatively small in this town. I've not heard it once, which has actually been... One of my favourite parts. But of what life. you have heard is <laughs> yeah. a lot of sling, dun, kidding, 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 kidding. So Pete's a drummer, and um, I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really take a drummer to notice. There's no disrespect, but Pete has noticed a very constant rhythm of Latin America. Yeah. There is, um, it's a recurring theme, isn't there, in the yeah. beats that they use? Which I think is, is it. Path of least resistance, or is it, uh, uh, you know, too narrow an artistic out- worldview? I don't know. You know. Well, in the defence of Slinky Pinky, is Slinky, that what... Slinky Pinky, Slinky Pinky, Slinky, 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 Slinky
in the defence of Slinky Pinky, I would say that we've got quite a standard set beat in the West, haven't we? Isn't it? With a four beat. The four beat is quite standard, isn't it? Yeah, there's not a lot of syncopation. I think syncopation would be the musical change. I think. I mean, it's been a long time since I've done music theory, but uh, yeah. So everything's on the beat rather than between the beats. As opposed to... That'd be the 808 version. Yeah. Donk! (laughs) (laughs) Since I've never done a podcast from here, I'll give you some of my thoughts of this country and then I'd like to hear yours as we go, really. I'd welcome them. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've always loved this country. I used to live in Canada, so it's quite easy to get there. Um... What was the uh, what was the first thing uh, when you visited this country? What uh, endeared it to you? What was the what was this? Give me three things you thought. Oh man, do you know what? Yeah, I can go all through that administrative hell and build a house here. Well, when I first visited the country, I didn't I didn't have a house here, and I no, still saying, but I what, still loved it. But what encouraged you to do so? Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. Um, I uh, I think one of the first memories I have of loving Nicaragua was in the second biggest city called Granada and watching people woodwork and making really cool chairs and cabinets and it it it, it was sort of like a beautiful throwback to the, the fact that we I mean we should all be still doing that the fact that we're buying crap from I mean there are some people in Hackney making spoons I think I read an article in Time Out about a geezer that was carving spoons in Hackney it's not quite the same thing is it because he's he's selling those to people that work in in, in media yes he for is for 30 quid a pot yes he is and they are not using it to eat tomato soup exactly and there's, the people- there's good uh, to make the furniture correlation there's in North Brick Lane just north like the bit north of all the curry houses there's so a the bagel, whole... The bagel territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just north of yeah, Bagel yeah, yeah, Land, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, um, there's a, a company that, that make wooden furniture. And they're, they're brilliant. They're genius pieces. They're one of a kind and they're gorgeous. They're 300 quid a chair, man. Right. You know? yeah. Whereas the opposite is here in Nicaragua. If you're sitting in a, on, in a chair, it's absolutely definitely been made in this country. Not a fucking chance has it come from Ikea. And what's it been made out of in? this might be a recurring theme of this podcast it's made out of plastic yay sorry man I interrupted your flow there that's alright oh I should have said if you're sitting on a wooden chair it's been made in this country if you're sitting on a plastic chair it probably hasn't been made in this country so those dudes in Granada were making decent bits of furniture for the local people right so they're achievable affordable good craftsmanship um, yeah yeah, they right. were woodworkers. Yeah, yeah. And they were selling wooden, perfectly reasonable chairs, which sounds incredibly boring. But let's just think about that. There's no alternative. Like, there's no one. Like, just so we get an idea of this country, there's no Amazon delivery service. There's no Amazon warehouse. There's no. Most people don't have an address, and um, you can't buy. You know, whatever the latest, greatest chair in Europe is here. You just can't. Herman yeah. Miller. Is that the one that they use in... Spanky? I didn't know this was a chair podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that on the theme? Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> right, so that's one. <laughs> Two, sort of the cheesy, lovely one, is uh, Amazing Beaches um, and Sunshine. I mean, that would be yeah. weird. So we'll stick that in one bucket. Yeah. But three is um, people. Because they are the 
and there's a bit cliche, everyone says this about everywhere, they go, oh, they're so friendly. They are mental friendly. Well, let's talk about you. You arrived, we stopped to get beers on the way from the airport in a rental car. You told them that it was your first time here. They and they went mental. Yeah, they were whooping and hollering, weren't they? Like yeah. they were at a, sort of a Queen concert or something. You got high you know. fives? I got some high fives. And they think everything's hilarious. Great place to be a comedian. And it's interesting that, isn't it? Because I remember coming out of the airport and leaving the airport and it was bedlam. I mean, we'd, 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 I'd been in the bath for about an hour waiting for you to arrive at Managua Airport. Uh, was that true? No, we came to Managua together, didn't we? That was, that was Miami. Yeah, we came anyway, to Managua together. We came to Managua together. London, Miami, changed in Miami. Yeah, 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 in Miami. And we came over here and, and it was a real assault to the senses. Like, I'd never seen such fucking... We have to spare on this podcast? Yeah. Fucking bedlam, right? There yeah. was people knocking around, there was tin huts, there was a gazillion buses pumping out diesel fumes, there were people on the make... Noise, street thought, dogs. Right, yeah. Just a wow. You know, no they, rules on the, the road. Heat you feel when you come out of plane uh, for the Birds first time. Birds of paradise squawking. It, it is quite intense. Yeah, here, all yeah. of that stuff. And we, um, you you thought that it was going to get darker slightly later, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I missed it by now. Um, missed it right. But still, up. the drive was a real experience, and we stopped at this shop, and uh, it felt because I was never been to the country before, and. Uh, I wasn't used to, to that environment. I thought, wow, man, should we, should we stop in here for, you know, for this? But, oh, wow, what a welcome. What a, what a beautiful welcome. And some wonderfully cold beer, which is exactly what we were in the market for. So not only was it a lovely experience buying that beer, we got what we, got what we were after. And less than a dollar a can, maybe. <laughs> yeah, which also helps. It always helps. Yeah. Um, the beautiful thing about developing countries, so I'm going to do a bit of a catch-all with this one, the beautiful thing about developing countries, such as this one, is that because everyone's on a fairly similar scale, there isn't a lot of um, hostility, sadness, anger, and so on. Mm. So you tend to find, and this isn't, you know, there's nothing I've uh, researched, this is well known through uh, studies on happiness, that the most unhappy countries in the world are the ones with the biggest disparity. Mm. And it doesn't necess- that doesn't mean that, that they're the poorest ones. It means the ones that have the biggest disparity. The United States, for example, is one of the unhappiest places on planet Earth because p- homeless people are crammed next to uh, very well-housed people, particularly on the West Coast. And it's really if you're homeless, it's really easy to know that you're not doing well when a Ferrari drives past you, right? Whereas here, you're always just a tin roof away from being homed. Um, and most people have very little. And the feeling of community, perhaps as a result, is so intense that everyone seems to be roughly on the same playing field. When you say developing countries, uh. can you um, qualify what I mean? So at what stage would they be developed? What are they missing? What are uh. they working towards? Because that... To me, that, that word needs a little bit more definition. Yeah, you know? I think developing countries has become a slightly more woke way of saying third world countries. Because I would look at as all the things you've just said there about, and I would agree and have witnessed all of those things, and it's the first time I've seen, uh, you know, people with so little, kids fucking playing with sticks and rocks and whatnot, yet brilliantly happy because yeah. matey boy next door's not got a PlayStation 5. You yeah, know, I wonder what development, what 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 uh, benefit development would bring them. You know, I mean, give them more. Yeah. 
I'll give them more. That sounds awful. Do you know what I mean, though? That did sound quite it warm. It did. Yeah. It suggests that I'm bequeathing. You're not the boss them. of them. No, because they're better than me, probably. They're having a nicer time. But do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> they are happy, man, and they're content. And, and it's, you know... Well, Third World used to be the catch-all for this kind of country. So let's, let's just to give you some more meat on the bone, this is the second poorest country in the whole of Latin America. Really? Wow. So this is the second poorest country in everything from Canada to the <coughs> north to Argentina, Chile to the south. Poorest being? Uh, Haiti. Okay. Which has been uh, pounded by earthquakes and uh, just a shitstorm of corruption. Mm. So it's, it is a really poor country. I think it's also worth noting that even in the eight years I've been coming here, it's got a lot better. Like, this dictator that runs it, and maybe we'll get into that later, maybe we won't, but it's run by a dictator despot, and um, unlike a lot of dictator despots, he's done quite a lot of good for the country, including building roads and sewage systems and so on. Um, but yeah, that's a... I think the argument here is that it's a developing country because that's the way that the man calls third world countries right. now. But it is a third yeah. world country. Okay. What is a third world? Well, I mean, surely that's a stupid title, third well, world so country. The first and second. It's a good question. You don't hear but, second world countries. No, you don't, do you? Well, that's Wales. <laughs> <laughs> first worlds. I don't know. What is third world? So country? I did look it up. Um, the Second World consisted of the Communist Soviet Union and Eastern European satellite states, and the Third World, meanwhile, encompassed all of the other countries that were not actively aligned with either side in the Cold War. So actually, it's kind of a weird one. First World tends to be the West. Second World doesn't, you know, doesn't really exist anymore. Soviet Union and Eastern European, uh, you know, Baltic states, your Lithuanias, your Latvias, your your Belarus, your blah, blah, blah. And the third world, um, meanwhile, encompassed all the other countries that were not exactly aligned with either side on the in the Cold War, which is, you know, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> so, so it was a stupid, it was a fairly stupid term. We've got rid of it, and now, yeah, it's uh, either developing or developed. First world, second world, third world don't really exist anymore. We don't talk about that stuff. It's moved on to developed and developing, which is a bit stupid because even developed countries are still developing and developing countries are developing too. Developing third world. Developers, second world. I mean, let's not bring Latin into it. Yeah. You develop, I develop. Let's all develop together. Your thoughts, Pete? What are some of the shockers for you? I'm coming off the back of uh, an 18-month sit in my flat in Walthamstow in East London as I'm sure we all have had to a certain degree I mean Vin hasn't because he's been travelling around the world and you know experiencing life whereas I've been having yeah a big old sit down and a good old research of the world of whiskey in my flat but it's totally different from anything I've ever experienced in my life if you want me to talk about why it's different from everything I've experienced in my life then I can do but it's like that was the expectation I had. I'm in fucking Nicaragua, right? Uh, I pronounced that incorrectly coming into America, and the uh, no, you pronounced correctly, but they're idiots. Well, right? Well, he was making a point because he just, you know, had a little job satisfaction. English people call it Nicaragua because it ends with a U A. If you're interested, by the way, Nicaragua, Nica was some 
uh, leader and it's a country of loads of water hence agua so it's been it's essentially a portmanteau I believe is the clever word for it right British people say Nicaragua which is fine because that's what they fucking say and Americans say Nicaragua so you said to Nicaragua. the... He looks at me as if a sort of like that answer isn't acceptable. Yeah. Acceptable to be serious. It's yeah. Nicaragua. I've like, been well, corrected all right, here. mate. I've been on an eight-hour flight. I know. I've been corrected by Canadians here who are like, oh, you mean Nicaragua? Well, here's my fucking argument. Why don't we ask a Nicaraguan <laughs> and see what they say? And here's the answer. Nicaragua. So until you're saying that, I'm not fucking yeah. interested. Start rolling your R's and get back to me, pal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> No, um, uh, yeah, um, it, it's 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 been it's been great. We've um, it's been lovely to see the the bountiful nature. I mean, you know, I'm from Hertfordshire, in the Chiltern Hills, which is lovely. But my God, is there a lot of fauna, of flora, flora, flora and flora. Edit this bit out. Flora and flora here. I, I I could spend a lot of time here, Vin. I really could. I um I really appreciate the pace of life. Everything's very slow. Um. In fact, we made some notes, didn't we, on my phone. You asked me to do that as we went along, and um, there's lots of people not doing a lot. And I'm sure they're doing a lot to survive. I'm sure they're sort of, you know, hustling and, uh, you know, in, in the rural parts, fetching water. And, and we've seen some people cycling back from the coast with fish draped over their shoulder, which they've just catched. That is a real fundamental survival. That's them not going to... Asda's or Little or Waitrose yeah. or whatever it is to, to get organic hummus. They're going down to the sea to spear their fish to go and feed their family. Yeah. You know. And carrying water and, and washing their clothes in rivers. I think it would be unfair though to not agree with you that there's a lot of sitting around doing nothing. Oh man. I and mean there's so many I, developing countries to use that term again, where everyone sits around doing nothing. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. It's bloody 30 degrees. What do you want me to do? Man, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I can't go to the cinema because it doesn't exist, okay? I can't go to the supermarket ap apart from the one that exists. Like, what What do you want? I they're, can't, they're there's no watching, pottery class. They're not watching Squid Game on Netflix. They're not they? watching Squid Game on Netflix. They haven't got a laptop. You'd be very lucky if they have a crap telly in the corner. Um, they like a bit of baseball. And Is if that true? Yeah, if there's a game on, they'll love a, a baseball game. Uh, there might be a church. It's a very Christian country, a very Catholic country. Well, we've seen a bit of that, haven't we? So um, from our uh, position at the moment, which is up in the hill, overlooking the... the I'm going to try the pronunciation here. San, we've not said that, have we? San, San, San Juan's del Sur. Yeah, happy with that? Nailed it. And we've been woken up. 9am-ish... I mean, actually, the fact that it's not a regular time annoys me. So we've, we've, we've been woken up by crackers, right? These firecrackers, they let them off in the sky. There's no uh, flashy bangs. It's just a bang, right? And you get yeah, two, no visual. It's just no audio. Visual. Yeah, yeah, two in a row. Bang, bang. And um, if it was on, you know, it's it for an Advent thing, a Christmas celebration. Is that what we established? Apparently, yeah. If it was on the dot at 9 a.m., and you know nine thirty and ten. Yeah, fair enough, man. They're keeping the schedule. They're you know looking forward to Christmas. They're releasing these things. But the fact that it's such a lack, it's a daysical time frame that they release them. It's out of the blue. Yeah, Christmas time. Bang bang. Yeah, brilliant. It's quarter Any to, time quarter of the day. To ten. We're having some cornflakes. Yeah. 
Christmassy. I feel very Christmassy. Yeah. You haven't had one of the harshest experiences, which I slightly regret, which is walking through the barrio, the local neighbourhood, back up here, and being shouted at by 200 dogs, where you have to pick up a rock. I'm, I can't believe you got away with that. Like, this is travelling light. Well, we had one, didn't we? And I, I, it, it did feel like you um, oversold it a little bit. Cause the lights you, were still on. You made me pick up a rock, and I think, oh, man, it's just these dogs. They're, yeah, dogs are dogs. Yeah. They're behind gates. The only chance you could pop down at sort of 2 a.m.? Yeah, I'm going to report back. Yeah, sure, man, I did that. Yeah, I did a little um, <laughs> a subsequent recording of that. No, that seemed pretty cool. Um, and again, I mean, you know, have, had I not been travelling with you who knew the country as well as you do... That would have been a daunting scene for me. Yeah. Just even hanging out because you know Vinny had a haircut down there today, and yeah, in normal times I'd be oh, I just don't need. I don't feel like I sort of fit in yeah. here. And yeah. I, I guess also when you're travelling, I don't know about you, man, but you have to be on guard for people on the make. I mean, certainly here you get a ream of people flogging you cashew nuts and glasses and hammocks and hats and whatnot yeah. and they don't take no for the answer and I understand why why not you know I think this guy might be in the market for a hammock yeah. he told me no twice I'm going to try a third time you know third yeah. time lucky that's not planned out yet I'm not going over well, the hammock when we, we, so we, yesterday we hired uh, ATVs quad bikes and we, we took a road trip along um, a sort of dusty long road to quite a big town called Rivas but it was it's a it's the back road and it's you know obviously there's no tarmac it's just like a rocky thing that occasionally crosses a river and there's villages all the way along and the sun was shining and you know one minute you're driving past a, 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 a nice touristy beach and then when you get out of the touristy bit there's pigs and stray dogs and people playing in their front yards and it was it's pretty authentic Nicaragua it's, it's like that's probably most of Nicaragua outside the country. it was really telling the fact that we weren't hassled apart from like the kind of tuk-tuk people um, whatever yeah that word is over here I'm sure it's not tuk-tuk um, is it tuk-tuk I'm not sure what you're saying the cyclist dudes with the, uh, the chairs on the front they're like yeah you want a lift you know well, that, actually, no, we were talking about Rivas the day before when we went there. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. In terms of it's not a touristy place. It's not like the yeah. sort of place. It's, it is authentic Nicaragua. What is that? I actually forgot what it's called. What are they called? Rickshaws. Rickshaws, okay. Yeah. Right. They're only tuk-tuk if they go tuk-tuk. It's onomatopoeic. Uh-huh. Like plop. My, yeah, like plop or drip. Smack. Quack. <laughs> <laughs> in a Batman comic all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yesterday we got no hassle and we're out in the authentic uh, countryside really the Campo um, your thoughts on that any surprises there I was surprised to see the police with a varying degree of firepower just hanging out underneath a tree for shade I understand the surprise to see that I understand it but I mean again like you can't imagine that They've had a huge amount of firearms training, so for them to be stood there with a shotgun or an AK-47, yeah. just hanging out on the street, you know, I wonder what... That makes you think, what could potentially happen to require that kind of firepower just yeah, stood on the street? Uh, there, there's, 
guys outside banks with shotguns, which is quite normal in like South Africa and stuff like that. It's not that mad, those US and what have you. But what's really weird and you haven't seen this is look, there's a couple of private beaches that are like maybe three or four dollars a day and you go and hang out a bit like a sort of cheap resort and they've got a bar and stuff and you know you don't get hassle from the from the cashew nut guys because they're private they've got security guards with sawn off shotguns yeah and you're like so what did anyone train you and have you ever, like, what the fuck would it take for you to use that? I mean, you, you're asking them, has anyone trained them? You know exactly what the answer to that it's is. A big I mean, no. We've seen, like, five people on a, on, a, on a motorbike, and three of those are babies. Like, but yeah. none of them wear own helmets. Yeah, and one, one of the babies was driving. And, it, <laughs> and to a certain degree, I'm thinking, yeah, great, personal responsibility. Let your freak flag fly, right? Yeah. But we almost saw an accident today, didn't we? And there's a kid in the middle of the two people. And you think, wow, man, the outcome of that would have been absolutely horrific. I mean... I'm sure we're going to a come kid, on. You mean a kid in the middle of two people on a motorbike? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like that would have been it would have been an awful thing to witness. And yeah. and the thing you do to stop prevent witnessing that thing is by having legislation to prevent that shit from happening, right? Don't well, put a, but, don't put a baby on a motorbike without a helmet. Well, okay, but I would like to make a counter argument about this that someone brought up to me, and he's gone to get beers, so I will fill in the time yes. by talking. Very great, good. Extremely good work. So, we'll get we'll get to the baby on the motorbike in a minute. All right. But let's use, for example, first of all, the concept that in this country, unlike neighbouring Costa Rica, you're allowed to ride around in the back of a truck free. Okay? So Costa Rica's got a rule around that? Yeah. And how do they enforce it? Do people still do it? No. Oh, right. I mean, I don't know how it's enforced. Fine. I don't know what the fine is. Yeah. And do they do it in the countryside? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't spent a lot of time there. But there is, you are not allowed to get in the back of a truck in Costa Rica and tumble around and do whatever you want. Right. But I would imagine that uh, you're not allowed to get three people, four people on a motorbike with no fucking lights, um, or with no helmets. I would imagine. I don't know. But it, what I'm saying is that basically they're way more stringent. And let's use a better example, one I do know about. In the United States of America, not a chance are you getting in a pickup truck and rolling around. They'd pull you over having a dog in the back. You know? So what does that say about life? So, if we know that, then you could say it would be very bizarre for them not to enforce that rule. It would be weird if Nicaragua didn't enforce a rule that said people aren't allowed to ride around in the back of trucks. Seems like a safety issue. Let's just stop it. If you do that, the wheels of commerce in Nicaragua will grind to a halt tomorrow. No one can get to the fields to pick sugar. No one can get to the fields to pick tobacco. And no one can get to the fields to pick coffee. No one can get to work as a, I don't know, tourist guide for a volcano. No one can get to work to sell cashews on a beach. It will completely obliterate the the economy tomorrow. They can't afford to not allow that. Henceforth, my counter-argument to your three people on a motorbike is, sure, looks dangerous, they should ban it. If they do, that kid might not get to school. All right. My question to you would be, is that kid picking sugar and tobacco and whatnot, right? The, the, the rule would be, don't put your baby on there. So your, your rule is don't put what? What's your cut-off age? Well, I mean, at the point in which it's it, it beneficial for the Well, economy. you tell me. It's your all rule. Right. All right, 12. 
12. So yeah. no one below 12, 12 on a motorbike. 12 year olds, they're going off and they're adding to the economy by picking whatever crops they're, they're buying. No I, one I, below... I get it. No, your rule is no There's one below... absolutely no reason for a baby to be in a motorbike. Well, there is. Well... They've got to get from one place to the other. <laughs> <laughs> no one below 12... You take my point now. No, I don't. And I'll, I'll argue it back. Most people weren't going today that we saw that almost got chopped by that truck. They weren't going to do agricultural business. You can't stop toddlers hanging on to motorbikes in this country because uh, mum and dad very often work with a kid. I don't know, but every time you've updated your mobile phone, you may have noticed that there's usually a kid lying on the floor behind them. Um, Most restaurants have kids lying around. like It's all part of the big mishmash of life. I don't know if you can stop them being on motorbikes because maybe they need to go to work with the mum. Is that not part of the development? part of the developing countries, right? Because I imagine in America, you talk about America, there would have been rules that you think, oh man, like that's not possible to eradicate that unsafe bit because it's, you know, in our society, uh, the one, number one objective of government is to keep their citizens safe and well and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I sure. America's the richest country in the yeah, world. Yeah, oh, but they are, but, I mean, you know, hundreds of years ago, they, they were developing as well. Yeah. Right? And the part of the development was the fact they've gone, you know what? We're not going to put babies in harm's way. And yeah. so you find a way to, to, to say, do you know what? Yeah, let's not put two-year-olds on motorbikes without, without helmets sandwiched between their parents. Let's find a way to... Can they, wear, can they just wear a helmet and be sandwiched between their parents? I mean, as a stepping stone, yeah. So let's start that, shall we? Shall we start stepping helmets? Stone. Helmets for babies. Yeah. All right. And then helmets for adults. Yeah. Because yeah. that seems a logical step, yeah. doesn't it? And, and, you know, some do and some don't. And you kind of think, well... I mean, Ortega, Ortega, is it? That's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, it is. He, he could quite easily go, yeah, let's just give helmets for all, you know. Start with the babies and then work your way up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, I mean, maybe we're, maybe we're, we're labouring on this point a little bit too much, but... I yeah, we probably are. <laughs> 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 yeah, Ortega's the leader and he's a despot. He was briefly mentioned there. He's uh, forced his way through a few elections. And I wouldn't publish it. I won't, when this podcast is published, I'll publish it from probably Canada or the UK. And I wouldn't publish it from here because uh, that would be a federal offence which could, in theory, put me in prison. I mean, it would be a bit weird because it's in English, but there is a chance that someone very, very savvy could hear it. So it's against the law to slag off Ortega? Not, no, it's not. Okay. But... Good luck trying, because they'll find you with a weird tax right. bill or oh, a driving offence. You've had some experience with that, haven't you, Vin? Yeah. It's been a bit of that knocking around. <laughs> oh, yeah, you want some cojones around your flat? Yeah, right on. Let's build those. Some what? Mahonies. <laughs> Mahonies, are, uh, not to be confused with cojones, are the uh, property markers that I needed to, to um, sell my house. Uh, completely pointless when you have a fence. And even though I paid to have them put in because it was some sort of legal requirement of selling the house. No one ever came to put them in, and um, it's just a lot of pointless admin, really. There's a lot of pointless admin in general when building or selling a house in Nicaragua. But, uh, you know, it's probably a bit niche for a full podcast. Anyway, back to Daniel Ortega, the president. He opened fire on his people in a protest about taxes in 2018. Um, Nicaragua's journalists, a lot of them fled in fear and jumped over the border to Costa Rica. Some were jailed and are still in jail now. And the tourism industry uh, collapsed and it's only really just recovering. Um, 
So, yeah. It's in the same way if you went and stood on a chair in St. Petersburg, outside the Kremlin, and said, uh, Vladimir Putin is an arsehole for the following reasons. You're probably not going to get to the end of the sentence. Yeah. It's not illegal, but it kind of is, you know. It's really interesting because we're in a, um, a dictatorship uh, communist country or close to or leading that way it's a dictatorship it's not in theory a communist country left leaning would it be very left leaning yeah okay. very socialist yeah so you know a striking thing is, is is the thing that we've been discussed over the past few minutes is is how everyone's left their own devices right so you know again without labouring the point you go back to the baby on a motorbike in some way I quite like the fact that that's down to that individual responsibility, right? Because, yeah, don't worry about putting your baby in the bike, but, you know, you'll know the risks. Yeah. And if something goes wrong, you'll be living with those risks for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, you will, yeah. Although, is it the responsibility of government to legislate on that baby's sake? Yeah. Right? So it's in that baby's interest not to be on their motorbike. Which so is, yeah, it's I'm such a good point. I'm going to put my hand into that scenario. And for a left-leaning country, that seems to me at odds to the political persuasion because in, 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 in far right countries as long as you're the right colour or the right eye colour or whatever whatever the fuck it is it's small government right we'll, we'll, we'll take your tax but it's small government we're not going to intrude in life it's, it's, it's yeah. you know uh, or you'd expect left-leaning countries to be more involved maybe that's the point I was making you've nailed exactly what's great and shit about this country so and I keep making the same point to you, to you, not on this podcast, but I've made this point to you so many times. You can do anything you want here, and then you can't do anything you want here, and my God, it's a fucking nightmare. So yesterday I wanted to change a $100 bill because no one anywhere will accept it. And, and that I, should be utopia. That should be like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? Yeah. I mean... And it was... I had to queue up in the bank for, I'd say, probably 40 minutes. And when I eventually got to the front, fair play, she did do it, but, you know... It was a it was a bit of a ball ache. So on that side, ugh, bloody Nicaragua, everything's harder. You go to a supermarket, you want anything like, okay, oh, I really want Doritos. Forget it. I want some ham. Well, you can have some crap bologna. Oh, rubbish. Right? You want to um, buy some speakers. Um, well, there's two sets of different speakers and you have to drive to Managua. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, buying shit on the internet now right I often get struck with the thought of wow I mean I'm, there's so much choice and so many vendors and so many prices and so much research that I can do and that's by virtue of the internet and yeah. 30 years ago you bought what was in the fucking local shop right you go in there and go oh, I need some I need I need um, I need some wrapping paper alright well, we've got oh, these we've got, four, we've got these four yeah two we've got two types of wrapping All paper right, which great. one do you want I love that one and that would be job done money's going to the local economy it's feeding that person's kids. You know they're paying their taxes to the government and it's all very much contained, right? Yeah. It doesn't feel like Bezos has got his finger in this pie yet, right? Because you can't order something on Amazon. You can't get like a Well, it's quite a, a small market. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So he's, he's desperately trying to get into India, which is exactly the same as this, but it is a idiotically massive market. Mm. So there's no point trying to mess around with Nicaragua. But I imagine the matter. pressure points are the same, the friction is the same, like i.e. Yeah. addresses, uh, yeah. you know, bank accounts, yeah. like whatever whatever it is. Absolutely, you know. yeah. 
But it's it's a market worth getting into because there's a trillion yeah, of them. Why? Is it a trillion? A billion? No, what are we now? Billion, yeah. We're seven billion, so that and a billion, basically one seventh of the planet lives in India. Yeah, right. And they haven't got any money. But you know what? If they've all got just a little bit of money, oh, it's man, a market worth tapping. There's a niche there, isn't yeah. there? There's a definite niche there. So he's trying to do that. Anyway, I guess what I was going to say is, uh, I've given you the bad, the sort of everything's a bit of a nightmare. But then on the other side of that, everything's fucking easy, isn't it? You want to ride a quad on the beach? Great. Oh, beach. That really struck me, yeah. You want you know, to ride a quad I've, on the I beach? That's fine. You want to rent it with a passport in 10 minutes? He didn't check your driving license. He couldn't give a fuck if you got one or not. That's fine. If you get stopped and you're drunk, and I'm not advocating this, but if you do just choose to drink and drive, first of all, they don't have any breathalysers. And secondly, if in the 1% chance that you get stopped and breathalysed, and that would only happen in Managua, you're only, I don't know, 10 bucks away from driving home. So it, it's, it's the land of nothing can be That's done, really and it's the point. land of everything can be done. That's a really interesting point, because what that... What you know, endangering other people's lives by your, by your actions, yeah. that shouldn't be put in the hands of, of individual responsibility. Which it is every day in this country. Yeah. In every respect. Because the guy that drives 30 sugar cane cutters to work, let's say he's sober. But let's say he didn't look after, and I can tell you this happens all the time, he didn't look after the truck he's driving and the axle snaps. And two or three guys fall out. This happens all the time. Is that in this not country. then the personal responsibility of the person who was getting in that truck? I don't know because they're no, because they're just trying yeah, to make some money. I know, man, it's tough, isn't it? And I'm not sure it's even the responsibility of the driver because let's assume no, he doesn't own the not, company. It's not an MOT. Yeah, they're not checking the the stability of that axle every year, are they? No. I mean, none of these vehicles were passed. And so then, that you would expect in a sort of developed country that then, well, two guys fucking graze themselves up. They can't work for two months. One guy broken his leg, whatever it might be, right? So henceforth, it's not the driver's fault because he was just doing his job. It's the company's fault. Right, we're going to sue him. Well, no, you're not because nothing's going to fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no uh, responsibility held by, uh, you know, the official system taking place and, oh, well, oh, must go to c- come to court. You have there's to no official system. Right. There isn't an official system. But it's not lawless, though, is it? Is it almost uh... lawless? I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Well, it's it's the laws of the society, isn't it? Mm. So they are self-inflicting their own punishment and retribution and yeah. judgment of guilt or responsibility. It's uh, yeah, exactly. It's but almost again, like reasonable vigilantism. Yeah, right. That's what I was searching for. Yeah. yeah. But still, yeah. I mean, that's gonna. I suppose that was, that's what makes the place so volatile, right? That varies from town to town, city to city. They'll have their own norms and what's acceptable. So, for example, yeah. you said that Managua, the capital city of Nicaragua, uh, right on listeners, um, is, you know, not the sort of place you'd hang out after dark. Whereas yeah. here, I haven't felt unsafe. I felt out of place, but I haven't felt unsafe. Yeah, we should probably mention this is a pretty small beach town. Yeah. And you're right not to feel safe. Sorry, you're right not to feel unsafe, double negative. Yeah, it, it's mega safe, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess I felt on my guard because I felt out of place. Like, it, cause it's so it's so not, not Walthamstow, it's so not England, it's so not yeah. what I'm used to. It's not Europe. Like, you go to France, whatever, you go to Italy, you're like, ah, oh, it's lovely, man. 
you go, you, you pick olives off the tree, go down to the boulangerie, you get some lovely pan in the morning, right? But it's all fairly familiar, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. dogs knocking around and, and uh, picking up rocks to prevent them attacking you. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people fucking your sunglasses, but I don't know. Do you like this country? Yeah. But it'd be satisfying to live here. I really, there's lots I like about it. I really love the nature. I, you know, I really... Saw monkeys yesterday. Oh man, we saw monkeys yesterday. Um, Harlem monkeys. And I loved it out of the blue, wasn't it? And it was on the quad bike tour and we stopped to get a beer and lovely family was just hanging out and this little shop was, was their livelihood, I imagine. And yeah, monkeys pitched up. We had a fire going. The word for monkey, it's going to surprise you to being that I remember this, is mono. Is correct. Yeah? That doesn't surprise me because it has music kind of, right. musical it's, connotations. Yeah, it makes me think what stereo is. Pretty Um what's, what's ashtray? Cinecero. Is correct. Good night. Good night. Although, Mum, I didn't even know the word for ashtray because I don't smoke. Right on? Yeah. <laughs> he only smokes drugs and really hard ones yeah. as much as possible sometimes he does crack <laughs> I can't believe he does in Nicaragua but he's been dealing it <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what that was but it was quite funny good night Thanks so much for listening to this podcast of Pete and myself in Nicaragua. I hope you enjoyed it and it warmed you up a little bit. More to come in 2022, not sure when or where, but there's always some excitement around the corner. If you don't often listen to this podcast, and, and I don't know if you've just tuned in and you're enjoying it, hopefully, um, a little bit of a heads up in case you're thinking about travelling, maybe you're young and you're thinking, oh, this all sounds terribly exciting, but... Uh, I'm scared, I've been living in a bedroom for the last two years and I, I really find the whole thing a bit daunting. Um, book a little trip, go on, book a little trip. I'm not saying it's for absolutely everyone, but you tend to never find anyone that goes travelling and then comes back and says, God, I wish I hadn't have gone. It just never happens. So book a little trip, just a little fella, even if it's, you know, somewhere a bit bonkers, maybe you could get to Morocco or Senegal or maybe Thailand or, you know, Maybe somewhere in Latin America, a developing country. Book a trip and just have a little sniff around, all right? You don't have to go around the world for a year. You don't have to commit to loads of stuff. You don't have to give up your job. You can do that. Um, and maybe you should. I don't know. Very uh, very much up to you, that one. But uh, if, you're, if you're on the fence, go on. Have a little trip. Hmm? Yeah. Imagine we're in a bar and you were thinking about having a drink. And I was the guy that was quite drunk next to you. And I said, go on have a little half that's what i'm saying but in holiday terms so go get yourself all right big love speak to you soon this was mixed and produced in the uk by we make podcasts.uk